The Productive Woman, Episode 460. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast about productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Well, thank you so much for joining me. This week, we're talking about getting it all done. You'll find more information and links to any resources mentioned in this episode in the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 460. So here's a question to consider. Does being a productive woman mean we're doing it all? Sometimes it seems like that's what the world thinks. We've all seen the articles, the books, the portrayals on the screen of women who are doing it all. And if you're like me, you've sometimes felt discouraged because that vision of a productive woman sometimes seems, maybe often seems, impossible to achieve. And so I've often thought that it is possible to do it all, whatever that all might be for you, but not all at the same time. I tend to believe that we need to decide what's important to do at each stage of our lives and then find ways to get all of that done. This, I believe, is somewhat different from doing it all. So with that in mind, this week is part one of what turned out to be a two-part series on getting it all done, accomplishing the things we need and want to do today, this week, this month, and so on. So this week in part one, I'm going to share a few of the things that I do personally to be as productive as possible. And next week, I'll talk about some best practices, and I'm using air quotes there, that are recommended by others for getting all the things done that we need and want to do. So let's get into it. I have been asked so many times over the years how I do it all. And especially this question was asked of me when I had kids at home and was working and podcasting and so on. I honestly usually tell people I don't do it all, but I have gotten a lot done over the course of my life so far. And I've been thinking a lot lately about what that means and how I've done it. For me, it's always crucial to start with thinking pretty deeply about what I want in my life, what, what I want my life to look like, and, and even more important, who I want to be in the world, what kind of person I want to show up as, and then to do my best to order my life accordingly. I want to find ways to be both efficient and effective. To me, that's key, to use my time well. And so I've spent a lot of time thinking and studying and learning about that over the years. And that, that kind of journey, that investigation is what led or part of what led to me starting this podcast in the first place nine years ago. So for me, thinking about what's important to me personally is the starting point. And I will say that family has always been the most important thing to me. Although I have to confess that that priority hasn't always been reflected in my calendar and my to-do list on a day-to-day basis. And I think that's an important caveat. I, I wish that it did, but it didn't. 
Nevertheless, much of my thought over the years about productivity has been focused on finding ways to be as efficient as possible to allow me to get the necessary stuff of life and or my job done as quickly as possible, leaving me sufficient time for the things that really matter to me. My other priority has been honestly, to foster and preserve my own peace of mind. That's a lot of what has driven my investigations over the years, my study, my pursuit of being as productive as possible. As I define that, I am by nature a worrier. I'm always looking ahead to how things might go wrong. And I've spent a lot of time as a result of that, thinking about ways to be at peace and to manage my time, my surroundings, and my life to make it easier for me to be at peace, to not worry, to not be anxious about what's happening or what might happen or what happened last week or all those sorts of things. And so those are kind of the two guiding principles in many ways around which I've organized my studies of and my pursuit of productivity in my own life. And so with those things in mind, the, the priority of family and the need to preserve and, and protect my own peace of mind, I sat down and I thought about, well, so what do I do to be productive in that sense of getting it all done, getting completed the things that are, I need to get done? And so in no particular order, I've compiled a list of, oh, about 10 things that I do that help me get it all done. And the first one is I don't try to do it all. At each stage of my life, there have been things that I wanted to do, um, sometimes that I thought I should be doing, but I didn't, that I deferred because I determined that there were other things that were more important uses of my time. So for instance, when my kids were young and I was having babies and homeschooling the older ones, I didn't have a full-time outside job. And we also limited the outside activities that Mike and I undertook and that we had our kids involved in so that we could protect and preserve family time and have sufficient kind of downtime, relaxed time, not, not going, going, going all the time. So there were lots of things I didn't do during that stage of my life. At this current stage, I have a pretty demanding career and I have a podcast, but there are other, my kids are grown and gone uh, out of the home. So they don't take as much of my day to day attention. Uh, and we don't honestly socialize much. I kind of miss that. And I have also chosen to defer writing until I retire, which I hope to do in a couple of years. So those are, there are things that I would like to do that I feel like would be additions to my life, so to speak, such as spending more time with friends and writing fiction and nonfiction. But I have chosen, I guess, to spend less time on those things to allow me to spend the time I need to on my job, on the podcast, and on caring for my home and my relationship with my husband. So basically at each stage of my life, I try to think pretty hard about what matters most to me 
about what my personal limitations are in terms of the time and the energy and the attention that I have to spread among the things that I'm doing. And I intentionally focus my time, my energy, and my attention on those things that are most important at that stage of my life. And I give myself permission to let the other things wait until things change, I guess, so to speak. So that's the first thing. I don't try to do it all, and I never have. There are lots of things that I do at any given stage of my life, but I don't try to do it all. The second thing is a more immediate kind of daily practice, and that is that most of the time I put things away right away when I'm done with them. I I kind of try to follow the rule of don't put it down, put it away. So for instance, when I open the mail, I'm standing at the trash can and I throw things away that are, are not, um, that I don't need to do anything with. And then I put the, the mail that does need attention, you know, if it's a bill or something like that, we have a place where that gets put. I put my purse away when I get home from a shopping trip or whatever, instead of dropping it on the kitchen counter, I bring it into where I keep it and and don't just put it down. Most of the time I put dishes into the dishwasher after I'm done using them instead of piling them on the counter. Uh, I tend to uh, put my clothes in the laundry or hang them up as soon as I take them off instead of just dropping them somewhere. When I cook, I start by filling a dishpan with hot soapy water that I can put the mixing bowls or utensils and pans and things into as I'm done using them so that nothing dries on them and um, they're easier to clean. And, and then while I'm waiting on food to cook or whatever, I can quickly wash and stack them in the drainer so that by the time we're ready to eat or I'm done cooking whatever I'm cooking, the dishes are mostly done and that saves me so much time. I try not to leave a room without scanning it to see, is there something out of place that belongs in the room that I'm going to? And then I take it with me. Similarly, I keep a basket at the, at the bottom of the stairs. Our, our home is two stories. And uh, I keep a basket at the bottom of the stairs for things that I find downstairs that need to go upstairs. And then I try to remember to grab those things when I head up the stairs to work out or whatever I might be doing up there. Those are examples of a habit I have trained myself in of putting things away instead of just putting them down, keeping things where they belong. Why does this matter? How does this contribute to me getting, getting it all done? Well, cultivating this habit of putting things away as I go makes it much, much easier to keep spaces clutter-free and tidy, which for me contributes to a peaceful environment, it avoids distraction, and it eliminates time lost to searching for things when I need them because I've put them away and I know where to find them. Now, this habit of putting things away right away requires that everything in our home or our office, whatever space we're talking about, everything in that space has a designated place where it belongs. That kind of a place for everything and everything in its place is a principle that I try to follow, but it starts with having a place for everything. When it comes to organizing things, I try to make it even easier to put them away than it is to get them out. Because when you want to use something, you're a little more motivated to put forth the effort 
to get it out of the space you put it than you are when you're done with it. You're, you're a little less motivated to put things away. So make it easy. Reduce the friction where you can. And that is a principle that I have followed for a long, long time. And it really helps me in getting things done because I save so much time and I protect my own peace of mind. Another thing that I do on a daily basis that may seem kind of small, but it's something I do every day is I make my bed every morning. My usual practice is when I get out of bed, I fold the the sheets and the blankets back to allow the inner part of the bed where we've been sleeping to air out while I, you know, brush my teeth and do those things that you do in the morning. And then I'll come back and I'll make it. It does a couple of things. It makes the room look neater immediately and it makes it look pretty all day. I don't have a ton of fancy stuff on the bed, but I've got a couple of pretty pillows and I like the bedding that I've chosen. And so when the bed is made up, to me, it makes the room look pretty. And that makes me feel good. It contributes to my peace of mind in addition to making the room just look better. It's also more restful to get into a bed at night that was made that day than it is to climb into a clump of rumpled sheets, at least for me. I'm not saying you have to do that, of course, but I'm just saying this is one of the things that I do that I think really contributes to my getting the things done that I need to do. It is a small thing that I can accomplish in, you know, five minutes or less that gives me a sense of control over my environment that really makes a difference to me for my own peace of mind throughout the day and helps me feel a little more motivated to keep going, doing the things I need to get done. A fourth thing that I do that helps me get the things done that I need to is keep things close to where they're used. And this ties a little bit back to the one I talked about a minute ago about putting things away right away. I try to keep tools and implements that I use close to the space where I use them. So whether it's in my kitchen, my bathroom, my office, or whatever space we're talking about, I try to organize my space so that the tools or implements or supplies that I use the most often are readily at hand. They're just right there, easy to grab. So that's really helpful in allowing me to be efficient and effective in the work that I'm doing, whatever that work is, whether it's cooking a meal, doing my legal work, whatever it might be. So this principle or this habit of keeping things close to where they're used also means that this is a, maybe seems like a silly little thing, but it makes a difference for me. Um, I keep a set of cleaning supplies in each bathroom. We have more than one bathroom in the house and, and we have a two-story house. And so in each bathroom, I have the supplies I need to do a quick clean of that bathroom right there in the bathroom, usually under the sink. And we're talking about, you know, toilet bowl cleaner, disinfecting wipes, and some microfiber cloths. So that when I'm in there, when it, whether I've gone up there intentionally to clean the bathroom or if I'm just up there, you know, putting something away and I notice that uh, things need to be cleaned up, I can very easily take five minutes to do a quick clean. And that helps in keeping things clean and tidy without a lot of brain damage and, and effort. 
It really makes a difference for me. All of this, keeping things close to where they're used, whether it's kitchen implements, you know, laundry supplies, office supplies, whatever it might be, allows me to be very efficient and effective about accomplishing those necessary tasks, minimizing the time I spend on them so that I have more time for other things. And that's what it's all about for me. A fifth thing that I do that helps me get it all done, and maybe I should have listed this as the first thing because it's something I talk about pretty frequently, I think, on this podcast, is I have a habit of writing things down. I have a calendar handy. I have lists or notebooks or apps that I use for different things. And I don't try to keep anything in my brain. I don't try to remember anything I write things down when I think of them. So when an appointment is made, I put it in my digital calendar immediately with the phone number or address or, you know, who's involved in the meeting or whatever it might be. And I set alerts on those that will remind me far enough ahead of time to prepare for that appointment or meeting. I use the travel time feature in my calendar app so that if I'm going somewhere, Uh, my calendar notifies me ahead of when I need to leave for that, not just ahead of the appointment itself, but the calendar calculates how long it will take me to get from where I am to where I need to be. And my alerts are set to remind me of this event before I need to leave. And it makes a huge difference. Similarly, I have uh, to-do lists that I write things down when I think of something that needs to be done, or if I think of something that needs to be added to the grocery list, I write it down. I don't try to remember. I can use my Apple watch to dictate that, you know, and tell Siri to add it to my, my grocery list without even having to stop what I'm doing. Writing things down is so crucial to me for getting done the things that I need to do. When I have an idea for a podcast episode, I have a place where I collect those and I write it down so I don't forget. So that when I come in here to sit down and start preparing in the next episode, I'm not sitting here staring out the window trying to think of something to talk about, but I can go to my list and say, and look at what, what appeals to me in that moment or what seems appropriate. Writing things down is crucial for me to getting it all done. Uh, It's both, both an efficiency thing and a peace of mind thing. In addition to making sure I don't forget things, it allows me to, to use my time efficiently and even more important, gives my mind, which as I said, is prone to worrying and noodling on things. It gives my mind relief from having to remember these things. So I can use my mind for creative thinking, for problem solving, or just for being present and peaceful in the moment instead of it always having to run trying to remember those things I need to do or ideas or whatever it might be. So writing things down is crucial. I recommend it to everyone as probably if if I can only suggest one thing to do to be more productive, this is the one. The sixth thing that I do is kind of uh, piggybacks off of number five. Uh, And that is that I create a short list of daily to-dos every evening. For this purpose, I have a notepad on my desk uh, that I will 
write down before I leave my office, um, you know, whatever things I need to do the next day. I actually, usually on Sundays, start a running list for the week. So a, a list of anything that I think needs to get done during the coming week goes on to that list. I keep that in a visible place. And then each day I'll look at it and I'll identify, you know, two to three tasks that I'm going to do the next day. Friday night or Saturday morning, I create a list of things that I need or want to get done over the weekend. And I keep that on the kitchen island, usually during the weekend, uh, so that I can see it and check things off. I get a lot of satisfaction out of checking things off a list. And I'm not above adding something to a list after I've done it, just so I can check it off. Uh, I like to keep track of what I've done with my time and encourage myself that way that I am actually accomplishing things. Again, keeping this short list of daily to-dos is a peace of mind thing. It helps me focus on getting the things done because I know what the plan is. I know what I'm going to be focusing my time and attention on, and I can kind of organize what I'm doing when based on the most efficient and effective way of getting them done. So uh, this is, I guess it's a subset of number five of writing things down, but this is a very specific list. I have a longer running list of all the things in the world that I need and want to do, but this is a daily list and I keep it very short And I really focus on getting those things done to move me toward my goals of whatever those might be. A seventh thing that I do that helps me with getting it all done is I keep a donation box handy. In our case, I keep it just outside the door to the garage. So just off our kitchen, there's a door that goes out to the garage where we park our cars. And there's a space right out there where I keep a donation box pretty much all the time. And when, as I'm going about my business uh, at home, doing whatever I'm doing, when I run across something that I can part with, I put it into that box immediately. And when that box is full, I put it either in my trunk or in Mike's truck, depending on who's going into town, to be dropped off at the charity shop next time we pass by. Um, To me, this is such an important thing. It's about keeping my surroundings uncluttered and tidy, which does two things for me. It helps me work effectively because I don't have as much stuff cluttering up my space, but it also helps me to be more peaceful. Now I should say I'm not a minimalist by any stretch. I can tell you that Marie Kondo probably would be horrified to see the hundreds of books I have in my home, for example, but I have developed the habit of constantly culling out possessions that I'm not using for whatever reason, whether, you know, I mean, if, if it's because it's damaged then it gets tossed if it's not repairable and not something that I, you know, that I need. If it's because I don't like it or I just, you know, I I bought it and and thought I was going to use it or used it for a while, but no longer using it. Whatever the reason is, as I run across things that I'm not using, I can put those into this box and keep my surroundings less cluttered, which contributes to a more peaceful life. 
Um, keeping that donation box really helps and keeping it handy. I've seen some people who recommend, for instance, keeping a, a basket or a bag in your closet and in your children's closet into which you toss clothes that when you try them on, you think, you know what, I put this on and I always take it off. I never wear it. It doesn't fit well. I don't like how it looks, whatever it might be. Put it in that bag. When you're, you know, you're putting your kids' clothes away and you see things they've outgrown, put it in that bag. So that's a, a great idea. I don't necessarily do that because this box that I mentioned is pretty close to where our closet is. And uh, so I can just put things into that. But that's another way of using this principle or applying this principle of making it easy for you to eliminate items of, from your home that are not serving you anymore and thereby keeping your home less cluttered and keeping things more peaceful. An eighth thing that I do to help me get it all done is to purposely and continuously remind myself to be grateful. As I've mentioned, I tend to be a worrier by nature. I tend to see how things can go wrong. I have, I think, a, whether it's, you know, by nature or by nurture, I have, I tend to have kind of a, a pessimistic or a negative outlook on things. And I can get very stressed by my job or when things don't go right. I don't react well when things go wrong unexpectedly. Uh, I think I mentioned uh, a week or so ago that our refrigerator in the kitchen conked out unexpectedly. It's still not fixed two weeks later. And we're fortunate because we have an extra refrigerator in the garage, but it's still, it's still been very difficult for me to keep a positive mindset when I'm in my kitchen and I look at that refrigerator not working, hopefully tomorrow, fingers crossed. But anyway, so I have a tendency to react negatively or to things going wrong or to the stresses of my job. And I have had to teach myself through lots of intentional practice to stop when I start to spiral into negativity and instead to remind myself of what I have to be grateful for you know, the example I just gave of our, our refrigerator in the kitchen conking out. It's not great. It's not ideal, but I can be grateful that a couple of years ago we bought a second refrigerator to keep in the garage so we can still have food kept cold and we didn't lose a bunch of food when the refrigerators in the kitchen stopped working. I have to stop on purpose and remind myself of that and focus on the things I have to be thankful for instead of the things that are going wrong or that are stressing me out. As I said, this does not come naturally to me, but by intentional practice, it has become easier to remember and I can catch myself more quickly to stop when I start heading down that dark path and bring myself back to what I have to be grateful for. This makes a huge difference in my ability to be productive. It makes a huge difference in my ability to get things done instead of, you know, just sitting and ruminating on all the things that are stressing me out or, or whatever it might be. Being grateful, there's lots of research about how gratitude affects our productivity. I encourage you to look at some of that. We've talked about it in some of the past episodes, but this is something that I have to work on constantly. 
and it makes a big difference in my ability to get it all done. A ninth thing is another sort of practical daily thing that I do uh, to get things done, and that is I try to always go to bed with a tidy house. So what that means is I'll wash the dishes if there are any that need to be washed by hand. Uh, I'll turn on the dishwasher if it's full. I'll straighten the couch pillows and throws in the living room. These are all things that I see first when I come out of our our bedroom. I'm in the kind of the great room of the house in the living room and kitchen, which is all kind of one big space. And I try to make sure at least those areas are tidy before I go to bed. Uh, the counters are cleared and cleaned and, and that sort of thing. It doesn't take a lot of time, but it has a big impact on uh, how my day starts and how, uh, how I can be more positive, more at peace, and therefore more productive. And finally, number 10 of uh, the things that I thought of that I, that I do regularly that help me get it all done is another mindset type of thing. And that is to look for moments of joy during the day and try to be present in those moments. As I've already alluded to, this is not natural for me. This doesn't come easily for me. My inclination has always been to have my mind somewhere other than where I am, to be looking ahead to what needs to happen next, to be ruminating on something that happened in the past, um, and not to be present and, again, to kind of easily spiral into negativity or frustration or anxiety or regret. That's my natural inclination. But by practicing looking for these moments of joy and beauty and pausing to notice them and to take a breath and relax my shoulders or my jaw or whatever might be tense, that has helped me to become happier and more at peace. And all the studies out there show that happier people are more productive. So this, this has been a big help to me. And so it's little things that I look for. I've got a hummingbird feeder hung on the porch outside my office window. And I, you know, look over there periodically during the day as I'm working on my legal work and notice that when the hummingbirds are there feeding. And I just pause in that moment to, to enjoy the feeling of, of joy that I get from seeing that. Uh, maybe it's sitting on the patio with a cup of tea and a book for 10 minutes and, and just being in that moment and, and enjoying it. I think of these small things as almost throwaways, and yet they make a big difference if we can remember, if I can remember, to be present in them, to acknowledge them uh, and enjoy the experience of them. I think of a quote that I heard in a YouTube video recently, and I'll try to find a link to that video uh, if I can remember which one it was. But I, I wrote down the quote because it kind of spoke to me. She said, life is made up of a whole bunch of little moments, not a few big ones. The, the idea that it gave me uh, as I thought about what she said there, is that we shouldn't spend our lives wishing away today and waiting for the weekend or our vacation or something to experience joy and to be in the moment and happy. And so uh, that's something I'm working on very hard, but the more I practice it, 
the easier it becomes for me to be as productive as I want to be. So those are 10 things that I do to be more productive, both in the sense of getting the important and necessary things done, but also in the sense of allowing myself to make a life that matters as I define it. You might want to do different things, but I encourage you to think about what you can do throughout your day and your week and your month to help you get the things done that matter, not to do it all, but to get to figure out what matters most to you and get all of that done. Next week, we're going to talk about some other, you know, best practices for getting it all done that are recommended by other people. But in the meantime, I'd love to know what do you do to make sure you're getting the things done that matter most to you? How do you identify what's important to you and get all of that done. I'd love it if you'd share your thoughts on that or any questions you might have in the comment section of the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 460. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Even better, if you're a member of the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, that would be a great place for us to give each other ideas, to encourage each other in um, finding ways to use our time well and get the things done that really matter to us. If you prefer to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I would love to hear from you. If you wouldn't mind Uh, I would appreciate your help with one other thing. And that is if you find this podcast worthwhile, uh, I'd love it if you'd spread the word a little bit. Tell a friend who you think might enjoy this episode or any other episode and encourage her or him to to subscribe to the podcast, so to speak, and to to listen. Uh, You can always share an episode by going to the website, to the webpage for this episode. In the show notes, there are uh, icons at the top for each episode where you can share it on, I think, on Facebook and some other social media platforms. And I would appreciate it. I think people are more likely to listen to a podcast that's recommended to them by someone they know. So that, my friends, is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As I said, next week we'll do part two on getting it all done and share some uh, recommendations from other people who've written about productivity. Um, I appreciate you in the meantime for spending this time with me. I hope you felt like it was worthwhile. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter.